Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Maeve Press is on the podcast today. Maeve is one of the nicest people on the planet. The 17-year-old actress plays Genevieve on the critically acclaimed Freeform series, Everything's Gonna Be Okay. New episodes air today on May 6th. And if you haven't seen the show, you absolutely have to. It's a must. And she has done so much at such a young age, and the future is nothing but bright for her. She's also a stand-up comedian, one of the youngest, I believe, in the industry. And we talk about what that's like to be one of the youngest comics on the scene, really how she got started and everything in that regard, and and also what some of her keys to success are and really what drives her as an individual. She was so much fun. And again, I look back to when I was 17 years old and I wish I could say I have done as much as she has. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. She was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. Maeve Press, shout out to Rogers and Cowan, Katie McQuaid for making this episode possible. More shows coming down the pike. If you haven't checked out our interview with Howie Mandel or any of the other amazing people we've had on the show, please do. Chris Hansen is coming from Dateline NBC. He will be our next episode. And we've got episodes coming from Mayor of Easttown, which is now streaming on HBO. More celebrity pop culture interviews coming your way. Enjoy today's episode with Maeve. You're listening to The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. Have you subscribed to this show yet? I've tried bribes. I've tried gifts. You should. It's absolutely free. I even sent him some pet oxen. Now back to the show with your host, Brett Allen. Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, (gasps) television, comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Maeve, welcome into the podcast. It's good to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Yeah, well, I feel like that we have so many things that we need to cover, but I want to say you are just so talented and you do so many different things. You're an actor, you're a comedian. I mean, the list goes on and on and you're only, Thank what, you. 17 or 18? I mean, is there anything that you don't do? I guess that's the big question. I can't dance very well. Um, okay. That's something that I've been trying very hard, but that is not that is not for me. Okay, but being an actor and a stand-up comedian definitely is your power spot. Well, let's start out with talking about everything's going to be okay, which actually premieres tomorrow. So this episode will release quite quickly. We are in season two. It's very, very highly anticipated, and it appears on the Freeform Network. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about your character. You play Genevieve on the show and just how she fits into the storyline and what people can expect if they have not had an opportunity to watch the show. Yeah. um, Well, so uh, the whole first season is currently on Hulu, so you can go and binge that. Um, But Genevieve in the second season is very much um, continuing to try to find herself she experiences a lot of firsts. She puts herself out there. She goes on a date. She starts a YouTube channel, which is very exciting. Um, but she definitely, we still have those beautiful uh, family moments where she's with her sister. 
she's always been the glue of the family, uh, keeping them together and has had to uh, grow up very quickly. So we still, we see her try to be more of a kid this season, um, kind of desperately wanting to make the mistakes and then dealing with the repercussions of the mistakes that she makes. I love it. And it's a great show. And yes, it is worth mentioning, of course, that the first full season can be binged. So I realize we're starting coming out of this whole pandemic, crazy times, but we still have a little bit of time on our hands. So if you haven't had the opportunity to check this out, I highly recommend it. Now, the show is, it's its really great because it's not like your typical comedy or dramedy, right? It's a little bit different. Yeah. And it's on the Freeform Network, which I, I say that because they tend to, well, I love everything that's out. <laughs> that's on TV and content that we can consume, but too. yeah, yeah, Freeform however sort of has a tendency to go a different way with their programming, right? As far as like the subject matter that they cover. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I was just yeah, Freeform is definitely very big on um putting out content that is representing uh, people who are not usually represented a lot on TV, uh, which is like it's really nice to be part of that that type of family. So how did this project come about for you? Because you've done a lot of other things before, but this is really huge for you. How did you find out about it? How did you get involved with it? Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from New York City and uh, I was living out there, obviously, but uh, we filmed in Los Angeles. So I did a self-tape in New York and then I sent out um, a clip of my stand-up because I knew that Josh was a stand-up comedian and I thought that it would help and it did. And then I... uh, did a couple more auditions for them and I came to California and I met with Josh and we just did a lot of chatting about comedy and growing up and all that. And, um, and, and then I, I got the part. Yeah. Which, you great. know, I tell you, especially in this industry, it's so competitive in all of the different avenues there are out there for people to get discovered. And you obviously had the edge in with the comedy, which I want to talk about, but at what point in your life did you decide or were you bitten by the acting bug and it was something that you decided that you wanted to go after? I know you did comedy. I guess we can just jump in with that. Did the comedy come first because you started at a really young age with that as well? Yeah. I, I started acting first. Um, it wasn't ever something I, I intended on doing. It wasn't something I really necessarily uh wanted to do but my parents are filmmakers and they put my sister uh, and I in their movie because it was cheaper than babysitting and so then I kind of <laughs> yes. decided hey I'll, I'll stick with this and that's right after that is when I uh, I found comedy and fell in love so you grew up in the business so it was really mm-hmm. just a natural thing for you to become an actor essentially right yeah I guess it was I guess I kind of it, it would have been very weird if I went up to my parents and said that I wanted to be a librarian. That would have been <laughs> a bit or, odd. Or a brain surgeon or something completely unrelated. Yeah. So it's no, I did, I did want to be a doctor, though. But oh, you did. It, it didn't work out. Yeah, I failed science every year. <laughs> okay. So not for me. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a biggie, right, that you have to do quite well in if you want to be a doctor. I would say mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Well, let's talk about stand-up. So you started out acting first. And then as I was researching you, I, I was coming across these clips of you doing 
comedy like at seven and eight, which is just mind blowing. I have a six year old, so it's personal to me because I think of this and I go, what would it be like if my seven or eight year old son (laughs) decided (laughs) that he wanted to be a stand up comedian? So how the heck did you fall into comedy? Yeah, um, I always love to make people laugh. I always felt um, most comfortable when people were laughing at me. And then I uh, I did a camp at Kids in Comedy at, at Gotham, uh, a club in New York. And I wrote a little set I did. It was just supposed to be one week. I wrote my little set and then I, I did the show and I killed it. It was like such a great show that I went back and I did a second week and I wrote another set and I bombed that show. Like It was the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I... I had to redeem myself. So I went with my dad and I was like, I need to go and do an open mic because I really wanted that feeling of killing it again. And then I did, um, I did ladies night at the climate lounge, which was, it was, I learned a lot. Like I could have easily passed all my health class from that one night. But after that, I kind of had this circle of wanting to, um, the cycle of wanting to kill and do really well. And then I bomb and I feel sad. And then I have to go and I have to kill again. Yeah, I think that's what drives a lot of comedians, though, when they first get started, you know, the fact that they get that first taste of killing it, as they say, and then Mm -hmm. like the next dozen or so times, not so much, but then they kind of get into this groove and work out their material. Well, I have to mention the fact that it's been noted that you are one of the youngest, if not the youngest comedians ever to perform at the Boston's Women in Comedy Festival, New Jersey's was, Hoboken yeah. Comedy Festival, Burbank Comedy Festival, uh, where you were chosen best of the fest. I mean, the accolades go on and on. I have to ask mm-hmm. you, when you come on stage and people see you and they see how young you are, which it really shouldn't matter, but I'm just more of a curiosity thing because I talk to comedians all the time and I mm-hmm. love to just find out Like, what is the response when they see how young you are? Again, not that it matters, but just from that perspective of like, okay, what's going on here? And then you get up there and you just kill. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When I first started out, there were definitely some odd looks. Um, But I, I realized the best way was to just talk about it in the beginning. So I would always get up and say like, I I hear there's a kid in the room going to try to keep it clean. Just something so that they feel less uncomfortable because I, I apparently make people very uncomfortable, um, which is not exactly what you want when you're a comedian. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so I think by now, though, I've been doing it for long enough and I, I am older that there's less of a, oh, no, she's young, um, which is nice. I feel more like a, like one of the I feel more like I can I can hang out with the adults now, which is cool. I think they look at me less as a kid. Yeah. And I think you've definitely earned your stripes as far as putting in the work, right? Yeah. I think I've put in enough years. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely something where you have worked so hard and you hear a lot of stories of, of comics who start out, you know, like at 20, 21, 22, some even Mm -hmm. later in life. Right. But you have gotten such a early start do you hang out with a lot of other comics when you're performing? Do you find them to be peers? They're, I can't really hang out with them because they go out to drink after shows. Of course, yeah. <laughs> not of age, so I cannot join them. Um, my parents were comedians, though, so I, I count them as friends and as 
comic friends. I hang out with them. They let me hang out with them. So yeah, those are my comedian friends, my my parents. Yeah, very good point. I think that's great company to have. They're also part of the business and they can support you in that sort of thing. So how do you come up with material? What is your process for writing, coming up with jokes, point of view, and that sort of thing? I like, I, before COVID, I would go and I would sit outside at the park or go on the subway and I would always have a notebook with me and just write down whatever I see. I really love writing about my observations and questions and kind of growing up because that's something that we can all relate to. It doesn't really matter how old you are. We all grew up. We all were a kid once or are a kid. So I think that's kind of the beauty that, you know, my humor isn't meant for just young people. It really actually, it's not meant for young people. I did a show once for children. And apparently I talk a lot about death because a child in the middle of my set said that they they didn't want to die. So (laughs) my comedy is definitely meant for more maybe college students and up. That's funny. Yeah, that's what I like to write about. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. So who are some of the comedians that you look up to, who you model after and sort of look to as far as like kind of where they're at and where they're going and where you want to be in your career as a comedian? Yeah. Um, so I, I love Tignataro. Okay. He's probably hands down one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, I love her. I love George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Bill Hicks. I love, um, I love Maria Bamford. I got to work with her on, on season two of everything's going to be okay. And then um, my mom, um, she goes by Steve Fraser press. So we wrote a film together and then Maria Bamford uh, starting it alongside with me, which was like such an incredible experience because she has, hands down one of my favorite comedians since I started. So that was a very weird kind of surreal moment. Wow. And those are all great people that you mentioned. So you find yourself being a student of comedy, right? And really just kind of taking in as much as you can. Completely. I grew up, um, my parents had a collection of comedy albums. So they were always either comedy albums or musical theater was always playing in my house. So that's, that's how I was raised. Well, I will say Maeve, the future is definitely bright for you and you're just so talented and and have just done yeah absolutely far more than I ever did at 17 (laughs) I will say that for (laughs) sure um it just blows my mind just to see all the accomplishments like you probably get asked this a lot but I'm very curious like where do you want to be in the next five years ten years like where do you see your career going what direction do you see headed you know with all the success that you've had so far and early on yeah um I hope to still have a career um I think that's where I would like to start I I would like to still have one Uh, I would like to um I love directing I haven't really uh, done a ton of it yet but I would love to do that and continue writing and creating um and acting and doing stand-up and kind of never stopping I think uh I really, I like not having a break. I also would love to be on SBU um, because as a New Yorker, I feel a little offended that I haven't <laughs> been asked to play a corpse yet. Love so it. <laughs> hopefully that in five years, hopefully that's where I'm at. Well, I tell you, you never know because that's where a lot of people got started was on SVU. Exactly. If you look at any actors or comedians, bio on imdb you will see 
I would say 70% of the time they have had some character on SVU, whether it's a body, a corpse, someone sweeping a broom, you know, on the storeroom floor or, you know, working in a cash register. Right. I, I love it. I want to switch gears a little bit and just talk about the fact, again, we've, we've kind of, I don't want to overstate it, but you grew up in a family of showbiz. You've been in the mm-hmm. business for a long time. Is it hard for people to kind of understand where you're at at your age and to have friends and that sort of thing, as far as like them grasping the concept of you're on television and that you're a very famous type person? I mean, when mm-hmm. I say that people know who you are, obviously from the show, and comedy. Does that question make sense? It does. Yeah. Um, I'm um, shockingly not a very social person and don't do well around uh, people my age. So a lot of my friends and kind of the people that I, that I, I love, I've, I've met through um, doing everything is going to be okay. Um, so they're not shocked that I'm on the show because they too are on the show. Um, but other than that, I think, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely not because I'm on TV. That's, that's not the reason I don't have friends. I think it's, it's probably my social anxiety. Yeah. I struggle with the same thing too, which is ironic because I do a podcast, but yeah, different, we, you know, talking an interesting career, haven't we? Yeah. It's very, the world that you're a part of and the world that I'm a part of, is just so different than what people might realize because outside of this forum and you know we might not be having this type of a casual conversation right because Mm -hmm. i might see you you know on a set as an extra or whatever but as far as like the direct contact it's different because you have a publicist you have a manager you have all these people who Mm -hmm. are sort of guiding and directing your life and helping you make wise career choices right and so it's hard uh, for people who aren't familiar, because sometimes they just don't really get it. Yeah, it's definitely you. You are you're in a bubble when you're in this world, so that's why it's much easier to kind of become friends and and become family with the people who are also in that bubble because they def- they understand the scheduling and all that as well, which is ideal. Yeah, it is. So when you're not on television and you're not working the comedy club circuit what do you do for fun? What keeps you occupied? So this is going to divide people. Maybe I, I really love to watch Broadway bootlegs, which I know <laughs> a lot of people are very against them. Like I'm a massive Patti LaPone fan and I know she hates bootlegs. Um, so if she ever sees this, I'm, I am so sorry, Patty. I love you, <laughs> but I really, I've become very obsessive with them. Like I've seen every single, um, production of the uh the part of uh, she used to be mine from waitress i've seen all the broadway ones all the tour all the west end i could tell you what was good and bad about each performance um that's what i do for fun so that and i like to bake that feels more relatable yeah I mean, well i, I like bake. both broadway so, and baking yeah yeah did you try anything were you on the sourdough craze or pasta craze during the pandemic i didn't know how to do a sourdough starter thing i I didn't know what that was or how to do it i my older sister's vegan so i've just been doing a lot of vegan baking i really want to do vegan french patisserie baking because that sounds like impressive to say that i can do that 
yeah, I mean, I'm impressed just you mentioning it right now. I mean, I don't even know what that is, to be honest. But I mean, I'm not a baker myself, but uh, I know during that time, a lot of people, did you pick up any other crazy habits or skill sets while you had all of this downtime? I've been doing a lot. It's really been a lot of bootlegs and baking. I've <laughs> That's been writing missing. a lot. Yeah. Okay. I've been creating. I, I did. I, I filmed the show and I, I filmed the short film. It's been a, a lot of um, a lot of writing. I have a. Um, I really love comic books and action figures. I'm a massive fan of them and I collect them. And I wrote um, a little bit ago. I came up with my own superhero group called the Lame Eleven, which is just eleven superheroes who are just they're very lame and they have very lame superpowers. And so I've been working on that and kind of drying them up and, and figuring out what to do with them. But yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of that. I love coming up with superheroes. That's really cool. I mean, who knows? Maybe it could be a Netflix or Hulu series someday. Maybe. We'll put it out there in the universe if it is meant to be. Well, Maeve, this is exciting. Of course, we want to remind folks again to check out Everything's Going to Be Okay, April 8th. 10 p.m. on Freeform is when it premieres. Also, your stand-up. How can people connect with you and follow you to watch your comedy and all the other projects that you've been a part of? Yeah, so I'm I'm on uh, I've, I I put a lot of my stand-up uh, on my YouTube, which is just Maeve Press. Um, my Instagram, my Twitter are just Maeve Press as well. I am on TikTok. I did start that during quarantine. Um, it took me a really long time to get on there because I had trouble picking a name. Uh, right now, um, my TikTok name is Navy Far Away, uh, like like from Annie. Um, it was either going to be that or Ice Ice Navy or Navy <laughs> This Time, which are close contenders. But that's where you can find me on TikTok. Love it. And we will put links to all of that in our show notes. Yeah. Again, be sure to check out the show, her comedy and all the things that she has done. Maeve, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.